If you're in America's western snow-capped regions and you hear a sudden crack that echoes through the mountains, it might not be thunder. If that crack continues at periodic intervals for close to an hour, you may be listening to a clash of titans. No, it's not Greek deities battling atop Olympus. It's two rival sheep showing each other what they're made of, in a test of strength and endurance. But sometimes victory means using your head in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, search Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And thank you to Brian for this week's uh, episode art. To see it, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter or visit us at ldtaxonomy.com. And today we're talking about the mountain lamb that the Lord provided. Literally, just because it's a, a wild sheep. The mountain ram. It was a ram, right? It was it. Was it a ram? Yeah, I think it was a ram. It had his horns uh, caught in the thicket on Mount Moriah. But yeah, we're talking. What are we talking about? We're talking about the big horn sheep. Basically, it wasn't this particular sheep though, because big horn sheep were not in on Mount Moriah. No, but there's probably some variant of ram that was sacrificed a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we're going to call it here a go ram sheep in sheep's clothing (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) sorry I just just found out that Firefly is on um, is on Hulu and I've just been taking a walk down memory lane but it's just really uh, it's just really weird to have them say things like go ram and speak in mandarin more like ba ram you yeah she'd be true oh i should have gone with that (laughs) custer's bane is another one because little big horn and the last one is nature's bop it (laughs) big horn sheep nature's bop it good let's taxonomize this sheep also whenever i think of sheep i think of uh it's evan almighty the that movie with Steve Carell where he becomes Noah and um he's just he sits in his car and he turns around and there's a bunch of sheep in the back seat and he just screams sheep at the top of his lungs and you know that really um funny. that movie is almost identical to the plot of a movie with Tony Danza no where like um it's a modern day Noah and like he has to build an ark in the modern day i did not know there was a tony danza noah and the great ark movie the plots are like exactly the same almost except for there's no morgan freeman huh? automatically not as good <laughs> but yes let's taxonomize bighorn sheep it's in a kingdom you like you i mean you know love and are in it is the kingdom animalia phylum is chordata class is mammalia this is a this is one of joe's animals so it's a good chance we're in mammalia the order is artiodactyla so that is odd toed ungulates i think no that's even toed ungulates mm-hmm. um like giraffe and buffalo and humpback whales 
we always say that um yeah that's true <laughs> killer whales i was uh this is so off topic i was i was playing a a mod of a pokemon game and i walked up to this guy and he's like hi there would you like to buy an ungulate <laughs> i was like what <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. And he sold me a Rapidash. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you got it. This is an ungulate. You did it. Um, it's a flaming horse. Uh, the it's flaming Moltres. The, the uh, family is Bovidae. Because, uh, believe it or not, sheep, goats, rams, they're all bovines, grazers. The subfamily is uh, Caprinae. Which, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, it's like a goat. But no, the genus is different because for goats, the genus is Capra. But for sheep, the genus is Ovis. And then the species is Canadensis. Ovis Canadensis. So, Canadian egg. I didn't look it up. <laughs> but since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show Critter Groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal, or what is the collective noun, or what is the term of venering? It all, it's all the same thing. If you saw a bunch of bighorn sheep hanging out, there is actually one for them. Would you say, A, that's a herd? of bighorn sheep B a churl of bighorn sheep C a field of bighorn sheep or D a graze of bighorn sheep say it's a churl sounds like curl is that your final answer yes that is incorrect the answer is herd <laughs> it's super boring um, but well, I, when you said there is one for them I assumed it would be unique to them yeah, I typed in bighorn sheep and it's like, this is the one for bighorn sheep. But I think there might be It's others. a herd. Yep, it's just a standard livestock group. Churl, I don't know why I even thought of that. But then I looked it up and it just means like a peasant. So. Huh. Well, the field didn't seem right because they're mountain sheep. So, like, they might, they, I'm sure they do stand in fields, but it's not. they're not associated with fields. And... What was the last one you said? Graze. Two on the nose. Yeah, graze was a little just... It, it's plausible, but a little too plausible. But sheep usually come in flocks, oddly That's enough. That's true. So that, that was why it was unique. I don't know why they come in flocks, but they do. They're, uh, they're flocking this way. <laughs> I think I said that <laughs> joke last time. It's not even a joke. Um, let's describe them. What do these guys look like? Well, they're, they're classified as sheep... But they actually really do look a lot like goats, the females and young in particular. Um, they look like sheep in the face. They have that cute little like reindeer nose. Yeah, they're just not f covered in that thick wool that a sheep is. They're and they're 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 like heads go up instead of out, like a sheep. A, when it's just standing there, it kind of just goes straight out. But uh, like goats, kind of have their their necks, like they elevate their heads, and so do bighorn sheep. And then females do look like goats yeah. because they have goat-like horns, like tiny horns. You'd be forgiven for thinking that, seeing a, a bighorn sheep and assuming it was a goat. Um, I mean, at least I'd forgive you. I don't, I don't know about Joe. He he may hold that against you for for years Forever. to come. He definitely is a, a bears a goat grudge. Uh, 
Um, the bighorn sheep has uh, short wool or fur. I think it's still wool, um, as I mentioned. So it's they don't have they're not big and fluffy. I mean, good because if you don't shear a sheep, they over they become overcome. They, they become with their own wool. I just and it, one big nasty tangle. It, it's of not good for them. Wool, yeah. So if you have a wild sheep, you you, you just can't have that issue. They're just so domesticated. <laughs> That there's no way for them to to live without being shorn every once in a while. Um, the bighorn sheep uh, has a brownish gray coat and uh, a streak of white on its tush, its legs, and its snoot. Outside of that, uh, the main distinguishing feature are the eponymous bighorns. Uh, that the males have. They're large and curved. They stem from just above their eyes on their head and they swirl all the way around the ears and come to a sharp point uh, alongside their snouts facing forward. It's very formidable. So that brings us to... I I guess we go straight on to fast facts. That sounds good to me. Uh, There's one more thing. We have to talk about their relative size. Bigger than a bread box. It is. Welcome. Everyone knows what a bread box is. Uh-huh. It's a box you keep your bread. We do. We've had an ant problem lately, and we could use a bread box at this point. Uh, we keep we our keep bread, in, bread the in the freezer. Microwave? Oh, oh, yeah, the freezer. Our freezer is kind of like full right now. Oh, boo-hoo. <laughs> we had our wedding cake box, like the top of our wedding cake, in there. That's... But it was dis- it was nasty. Yeah, you guys got married a long time ago. That wedding cake. Should no, be you're supposed gone. to keep it in the freezer for a year, and then that's a tradition. We heard. What kind of tradition? It, I mean, it, you freeze a cake and it'll last forever. Um, but sure, it was not good post frozen, so we got rid of it. I've Sadness. never heard of this tr- this wedding tradition before. I, yeah, we ate all the cake at ours immediately. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to the Love Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio of yourself saying, singing, and chittering the words measure up into all the taxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new Measure Up intro this week. It's been a while, and we had quite a listener spike, and none of these new 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 boys and girls are... Sending in measure ups. All you have to do is go to your phone, click the voice memo app, say measure up into that, click stop recording, click the little square with the arrow, email to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com, and title it measure up. You're done. Takes less than a minute. It does. We'd love to hear from you. Unless you want to put like the work into it that Brian does and make an anime. Of audio anime. We've had several really, really, uh, like, produced ones with a lot of work put into them. Which is welcome, but not necessary. We just want to hear your voice, oh, listeners. So, you know what that means. When we don't have a new Measure Up intro, uh, we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. It's in his contract. Maybe people really like this game and that's why they're purposely not sending it in. <laughs> Let us know if you like this game. We just want to hear from you, really. <laughs> Send us a tweet or an email. LDTaxonomy at gmail.com. Uh, but without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. 
like it. <laughs> okay, so there's some of those sounds were camera shutter, but I think you heard all the monster sounds were from an animal. <laughs> My ears are violated. <laughs> was that A, a bighorn sheep? B, a pronghorn, which is another, it's like a another small, fast, deer-like thing that lives in America. Is it an, imp- an impala? which lives in Africa, or a springbok, which I think also lives in Africa. It does live in Africa. It's like a little impala, a little antelope. All right. Um, oh, I really don't know what to go with this. It sounded like a warthog. Goodness. I'm going to go with bighorn sheep. I think that's the sound they make. Bighorn sheep? Uh-huh. Final answer? Yes. The correct answer was impala. Really? Yeah, it looked like he was throwing up, but it wasn't throwing up. <laughs> it was like dry heaving. Sounded like it was throwing up. That Goodness. was probably some sweet romantic poetry. Yeah, it was a definitely a, a beautiful courting song. <laughs> okay, let's get into the length of a typical male. There are between 1.6 and 1.85 meters or 63.73 inches long. How many bighorn go into the height of Mount Elbert in Colorado? I don't know. I don't know anything about Mount Elbert. Well, let me give you some hints. Mount Elbert is Colorado's highest peak, and it's the second highest peak in the United States mainland. Uh, it's second to Mount Whitney in California. It's 14th overall in the, in the U.S., do you know where the rest of those mountains are? Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> Alaska's got uh, 12 of the tallest mountains. The top the top 12. Yeah, I was going to say, like, twelve. no way it's high, taller than Mount McKinley. Or sorry, Mount... No, what do they call it now? They just renamed, uh, like, a park and mountain up there back to the, like, native... Oh, Denali. Denali, that's what it was. I'm bad with mountains. I don't think I've ever gotten even gotten close with a mountain question. I can go with twenty thousand feet. Uh three thousand four hundred and twenty-eight. Sheep? Sheep. Final answer? Yep. Correct answer was two thousand three hundred and seventy-three point six. Oh, this is a tiny mountain. The mountain is fourteen thousand four hundred and forty feet. Pipsqueak. Or four hundred and four small fry. Four thousand four hundred meters. Okay, let's that's, talk that's male why weight. I have never heard of it. <laughs> so let's talk male weight. Uh, they're between 58 to 143 kilograms or 128 to 315 pounds. Although the, rock, How many, the Rocky, the ones that live in the Rockies can get up to 500 pounds. Oh, really? Yeah, but I think it's a, that's a different subspecies. The Rockies? Yeah, there's three. I'll, I'll go into the three. There. Well, it, part of my fast facts is that there's three different subspecies, and the Rocky Mountain subspecies is one, and they're the biggest. True. Uh, these these can go all the way down to Mexico. Did you know that? Uh, the Sierra Nevada ones? Yeah. How many bighorns go into the combined weight of the largest gathering of people dressed in gorilla costumes? <laughs> Assuming every single one of those people is the average American weight. All right. Tell me about that. I give. Here's a hint. I'm bite, I'll bite. The, I chose it because it's a Colorado world record, and bighorn sheep are like a big animal mascot for Colorado. 
Uh, Colorado holds this record for the Denver Gorilla Run, which was a 5K race, um, which was organized by the Mountain Gorilla Conservation Fund. That sounds really dangerous to run a race dressed in a gorilla. It must have been chilly. Chilly, yeah. yeah. I forgot it gets chilly over there. Can't do that in Florida. Can't dress up as a skunk ape and run a 5K. <laughs> You'll die. Um, Wow. The combined weight. 500 people is a lot. And the average weight of a person. We've talked about this. I think for guys, it's like one. It was lower than I thought. It was like 145. This is the American average. Oh. It's probably not the average of American runners, though. It's probably heavier than that. Yeah. I guess I'll go 175. I'll go up a little bit since it is America. America. Um, which, so I'll say 175. 277. Just ballparking it. 277. Guessing there's 500 people in this race. The average weight is 175 pounds. Uh, the correct answer. There's so many f- variables here. I could be wrong on the number of people in the race. I could be wrong on the average weight of the... So did you give the final answer? Yeah, yeah, 277. Okay, so the correct answer is 619. Oh, there were a lot of people in this race. 1,061 1, recorded participants at an average of 184 pounds, equaling one. 195,224 pounds. Yeah, that'll do it. I only got to 87,000 pounds. It might be a little closer to your uh, estimated weight, at least. Because this is the American average, which includes people that would never run a 5K race. So (laughs) the average of 5K racers is probably much lower. Yeah, I would probably... Yeah, if it was just 5K racers... But so what it, I looked up the average weights of men and women and then averaged that. So it's definitely heavier than the 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 runners of this race. Although a 5k is not that long, so it's not like they have all have to be marathon runners that, oh, no, that they're weigh probably 115 not like, pounds. They don't, they don't need to be like all peak condition runners, but they're probably lighter than the average group of a thousand people. But yeah, that's all, all I got for that. Are you? Do you have any fast facts? I do. Like I alluded to earlier, there are three different subspecies of the bighorn sheep. The Rocky Mountain version, that's huge and gets up to 500 pounds. Uh, the Sierra Nevada version, which is what I think we'll be talking about. And then there's the desert version variety, subspecies, whatever. Uh, they, like all bovines, like to graze. They eat grasses and plants and sedges. Um they have to they are a crucial part of the food chain because they get eaten a lot they are uh they have to keep an eye out for coyotes bobcats foxes wolverines jaguars ocelots lynxes eagles bears wolves and mountain lions uh because they they actually cover a pretty wide range with a lot of different uh ecosystems because they can live all the way like their their southernmost point is like down in Baja California, uh, so that peninsula, that Mexican peninsula on the western side, uh, all the way up to British Columbia in Canada. So they kind of and all the way like to the if you could draw a line exactly through the middle of the United States, like that's where they live on the western side of that. If there was a Mason Dixon line for the east and west, 
they would live on the west side of that. They love uh, rocky, mountainous regions. Uh, and But they not only do they have to keep an eye out for these predators, they can also easily catch pneumonia, pneumonia from uh, domestic sheep, even if those sheep didn't uh, don't have any symptoms. So uh, there are a lot of situations where they intermingle with domestic sheep and then they end up getting pneumonia, which kills upwards of 90% of a herd of bighorns. So they are under threat from that disease alone. They also have an interesting courting tactics. They have one of three strategies that will win fair lady's heart. Uh, The first is tending, which is just stalking and following um, a female. A female is called a U, by the way. E-W-E, which is another E-W-E. That's another George of the Jungle reference. Um, The the second is coursing. So if they if a male sees a female that is already being tended to by another male, they'll fight off the tending male. Although apparently that's not very effective, so I'm surprised it's still something they do. Um, and the last one is blocking, which is just preventing her from going into places where there are tending males that might tend to her. So it's just it's being abusive all around, really. <laughs> and lastly, I'll throw in a little kind of uh, culture reference not pop culture just culture in general there is an uh Absoloka tribal legend which is the crow the crow native americans um that a man the legend goes that a man was rescued by a herd of bighorn sheep after his demon possessed dad pushed him off a cliff and uh the the victim man uh called himself big metal and became the leader of the sheep who bestowed upon him supernatural strength, wisdom, sharp eyes and ears and sure footedness, footedness like the sheep. And he became he went back to his people and became a leader there, too. Uh, to bring it all around, um, the crow people, they assisted the U.S. during the, the Battle of the Little Bighorn in Montana. So Bighorn has a at least the, the name has a lot of. Uh, Significance. Is it named after a small bighorn sheep? No, it's named after a river that's called the Little Bighorn. Gotcha. Is the river named after a small bighorn sheep? The river is named because in the legend I just mentioned, where the guy where Big Metal uh, got supernatural powers from the sheep that saved him from a demon possessed father, um, he when he returned to his, the the Crow people, he said um, that they would prosper as long as the river that flowed from the mountains was called the Bighorn River. Hmm. So maybe a tributary is called the Little Bighorn, and that's where uh, Custard basically committed suicide. Tubby Custard? Yeah, delicious. Delicious Colonel Tubby Custard. (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Colonel Tubby Custard. And that's it for, that's all, that's all I got. Okie dokie. Why don't you give us a fact that's major? Not so fast. <laughs> All right. Bighorns can deliver a headbutt at 35 miles per hour with enough power to instantly kill a human being. That sounds did about you, right. Did you know this? 35 now, miles per hour? Yeesh. We're going to get into some math and physics, and I don't understand it. But here we go. The impact of two males butting heads can be heard from a mile away. 
In fact, the impact generated by two sparring bighorns is the most force uh, created by any sheep species. Uh, it's estimated that they can generate 3,400 newtons of force in a single blow. Um, so that's around 764 pounds. The force uh, that bighorn sheep... The, I mean, it's 764 pounds that a, that a bighorn sheep can take to the skull for hours. Because sparring matches between males can last an, like an hour or more. Um, so estimates suggest that it could take around 551 pounds of force to break the human skull. Uh, so sorry, Game of Thrones fans, the mountain couldn't really do that. But mountaineering bighorn sheep could. Does he do that? Does he win a headbutt contest with no not a, not with a headbutt but he crushes a human skull oh well he's like supernaturally strong so yeah i thought i thought <laughs> he was saying there's an episode where he gets into a headbutt match with a bighorn sheep and wins he's supernaturally strong but only de facto the story just describes him as big like he's just a big strong man he's not a magic man i guess i don't know if you're that big and based on they they found out like based on what the, they say he's like four hundred and fifty pounds or something, and uh, it's just shy of what you would need to crush a human skull. Um, but anyway, bighorns can do it. Uh, bighorns have the have large thick horns on the top of their heads. Um, these are distinct from antlers, which are hundred percent made of bone. Hmm. Um, but horns can, they have keratin that surround a bony core. So there's bone in the middle of those horns, but the the outside is all this keratin sheath, Correct. which is the same thing that your fingernails, uh, and hair, hair, rhino horns, all made of that. I think that's the definition of a horn. Is it being made of keratin and the definition yeah. of antler is bone, but there are bones in the inside of a bighorn horn um so these also antlers fall off and regrow regularly but bighorn horns stick around their whole lives yeah you think that if it was made of keratin it would fall off it would be more like temporary and if it was made of bone it would be there forever but it's the other way around but yeah i mean the again bighorn horns bone and keratin attached to the skull and antlers are just bone so these horns connect directly to the skull, and there's a thick layer of skull at the base of each horn. And this this skull base also has holes in it in a honeycomb pattern, which might sound like it makes it less durable, but it actually allows their skull to absorb more impact than solid bone. Uh, even solid bone has is porous, but the, these are bigger holes that they're kind of like crumple zones, although they don't. Like a car's crumple zone, which damages it, but protects the driver. But these these can withstand uh, impact. It's directed and not damage. Be ruined. Yeah. Well, bones have to be like that. They they're they have to bend and not break to a certain degree. Yes, especially when you're slamming them against other bones for hours. Keratin. Yeah. So At these thirty five miles an hour. <laughs> Um, the, the proteins that form the keratin sheath, uh, on their horns 
grow faster on the outward forward facing edge than on the inside of the spiral. So, which is, it's useful for creating an extra, extra padding and replacement of material in the impact zone, but it also gives the horn a signature curl. Same thing happens to your fingernails because your fingernails produce more proteins in one area than others. Your fingernails will curl if you let them grow super long. And you can see this in like Guinness books of yeah. like longest nails. Oh, it's nasty. It is very unca- un- unsavory to look at. I wonder. But when you got to get a record, you got to get a record. Yeah, sure. Again, I it's it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so these big horns can uh, grow to be f- forty pounds on a full-grown male. Imagine oh. like a forty-pound helmet crown that was like glued to my head we we went to we went hiking with like 40 50 pound packs and that was the worst ever <laughs> I imagine that's fine being on your head well it, it was like not it's it wasn't optimized they say that they should be it should be less than that for, for hiking if and then um, and then just tape it to your head tape it just to your head not good uh, so the closest things humans come to experiencing this is NFL football players. So big hits in the NFL can potentially reach up to 970 pounds of force, which I I don't understand how they calculated this. This seems way too high because if a big horn, which weighs 315 like, pounds, 315 pounds it's, it's, and runs at 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Or 35 miles. That's an hour. like a, that's like the, if you crossed Usain Bolt with a, with a linebacker. And so I think I know why I think the, uh, 764 pounds of force that they calculated for the sheep was an actual study of practical pounds of force generated by sheep. Um, in a specific concentrated area like the head, so it's it's that's going to the skull. That's what the skull is taking seven hundred and sixty four pounds. The football thing is they calculated a uh, a tackle, an offensive tackle who is like three hundred and something or other other pounds and runs an under five second forty, so like really fast. Um, obviously not for 35 miles an hour, but fast for a size for a human. And so that's like, that's it. That's how much force he, his whole body would produce if it hit you. Oh, so I see. that those pounds of force are spread through their whole body and they're mitigated by padding and falling over. So when you, a full speed, a full speed head to head doesn't usually happen in the NFL. Uh, it's sometimes does, and you can hear it, and it's like gnarly. But usually, there's tackles, and like you're knocking someone over. People are you're, people are trying to avoid that because it's usually a ball carrier who doesn't want to be tackled. So you compare that to a bighorn who's taking that directly to the head. And there's no give. If you watch them do this, it's just head to head. No one moves. That that's like 
insane. So football players that experience something like this have concussions, lifelong injuries, uh, brain injuries. But bighorns do this their whole lives. And for for hours <laughs> on certain days. So We just need thicker skulls, really. And like... Uh, also spinal injuries. If, yeah. if your spine is aligned the wrong way when you get hit, it could paralyze you. Or at least damage your nerves. Cra- yeah. Crack some vertebra. That's all I got. But like it is funny to think that like the an NFL football player is generating more force than a bighorn sheep, but that's not accurate. So do they have they killed a lot of people? Not football players, bighorn sheep. <laughs> They're um, actually pretty like. I'm sure if you really made one mad, they wouldn't. They would fight you, um, but they don't. They don't like being around people. So if you get too close, they'll more. They're more likely to run away. It's like a deer. A deer, a, a buck, can mess you up with its like antlers, but they just, they're more likely to run away. Yeah, you I just watched, you just imagine a ram being um, as aggressive as it looks. I watched. Uh, I mean, like if you, you you've seen videos of goats that just start headbutting people for no reason. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But that's just we spend a people spend a lot more time with goats than they do with bighorn sheep. True. So there's more videos of that, and goats are more used to people than bighorn sheep, and bighorn sheep butt for a very specific reason. Like they, I don't know if like a person would trigger that in them, unless they're like it's a self defense thing, and they're backed up against a corner. But I was watching a National Geographic special where they were like what would be the the big like like africa's big five what's america's big five north america and bighorn sheep was like they were like talking about them and they have the like physical prowess and the like strength and they can do damage but they lost points on just the skittishness of them north america all of north america not just the u.s yeah what do you mean yeah so all of the predators I just mentioned wouldn't go into the big five. No, no, no. I, they do. There are that like, I forget what they they they. It was a list of a bunch of animals that they were talking about and rating. Yeah, I f- and then I feel like bears, wolves, mountain lions, jaguars. Yeah, right there is your top four. <laughs> well, they. I think I don't remember which ones they chose for the top five, but the 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 bighorn sheep was. One they talked about. I don't know if they decided it would be a top five. I lost interest in it once. I once they were rating. I just wanted to hear about animals, <laughs> and they were like, As, "All right, now let's talk about where they line up." And like, I don't care. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's. But I can't really think of a fifth one: bears, wolves, mountain lions, and jaguars. A, a buffalo, bison. Oh yes, bison. Yeah. There you go. Bison are are massive and they're like grumpy gills if you get too close. Yeah, just uh, listen to our Bison Bison episode from like the a Fourth of July. A, the I think it was the first Fourth of July we did this show. Very Bison Bison Bison. Isn't I don't remember. Isn't Bison Bison like a Street Fighter enemy? 
M. Bison. M. Bison. Odd name. All right. You got anything else? That's all I got. All right. That was the big horn sheep. So, for you out there in Podcastia, stick together. Keep an eye out for predators. And keep your head down when defending your territory like the bighorn sheep here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. If you'd like some LDT-flavored merch, check out teespring.com stores slash taxonomy teas. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. podcast <laughs> never go head to head with a big horn they look muscular yeah they're pretty stout they're like if a regular sheep is a victorian lady in a dress the big horn sheep is like a cowboy for in the west you know rugged <laughs>